the In Conclusion. I'm your host, Jose, aka The Truth, and we are back for another podcast episode. Today's episode is entitled, Why You Should Never Try to Keep a Man. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. Now, I want to preface this podcast by saying number one this was not a planned podcast at all it is actually a podcast in response to something that i posted on facebook today on social media where the situation escalated to the point where a man a grown man called me gay for trying to uplift other women. So I'm going to give you guys the whole rundown, the spiel about what happened and highlight a very key flaw in being an advocate for women and being a woman myself. Number one, I will say, when you are a woman advocating for other women, for other women, especially when you might be more vocal, like I am, I will, I'm vocal, I share things on Facebook, I question the status quo when it comes to gender relations all the time. I kind of propose or empower women to go against the grain and have other ambitions besides being with men. And a lot of times in my experience, I find that there are two groups of people who all Always take issue with me trying to uplift other women the majority group are men anytime a man sees that I am trying to uplift other women for some reason it always reads as or they interpret it as me being anti-man and I want to make it very clear that pro-woman is not equal to anti-man so a lot of times if I say write a post that's going to uplift women, men automatically hear that I am bashing them, which is not the case. And today's example is going to be a prime example of of that. And the other demographic are other women, other women who are more mainstream or they're more accepted or they are viewed as quote unquote good women anyway. So they're suffering from like a better than syndrome where they might not be the woman that is predisposed to being more promiscuous or they might not be the woman that's predisposed to wearing skimpier clothes or they are they are typically the women that are more quiet more reserved they have long-term relationships and so society is telling them that you are a good woman you are the standard for all women and so when they see those posts that are telling women for example my last podcast was about is whole culture path of feminism so a lot of time that demographic of women who are who meet the status quo as I am a typically good woman, they have an issue if I post something that goes against, you know, the, the societal norms that already praises them. So to not get into ranting too, too much, I have to get into what actually happened. Just to describe it, it's a meme that has two women if you guys, before I, before I even get into the meme, this is a prime example of why you need to follow the inconclusion on all social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, which is where this happened. Um, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, we're everywhere. And everything is at the inconclusion, except for Facebook, where it's at the dot inconclusion. No spaces at all. 
So back to the meme. So yesterday I saw this meme and while I was reading it, it was going really good. Like this is something I would share and support, except when there was one singular line that I personally didn't agree with. And so I posted that I didn't agree with this line. So to describe the meme, again, follow us on Facebook so you could see what the meme is. To describe the meme, the meme is basically two women. One woman is sitting on the couch and another woman looks like she's folding laundry and she's standing up. So the woman who is sitting on the couch, she has a thought bubble and the thought bubble goes, the woman on the couch says to the woman who is standing up, why are you always doing his shit for him? Why are you always washing his clothes and making his lunches? He needs to do that shit himself. You ain't his effing maid. And then the woman who is standing up says, well, maybe, maybe I actually like doing this for my man, which I agree with. And then the last line that I don't agree with is, that's how you keep a man, honey. So I posted, I shared it and I posted this with the caption. This post had me until the in quotation, that's how you keep a man, honey. And then I continue to say, I just don't understand why it's a goal to keep a man. Why is that the woman's responsibility? Now, this is the post that ignited a fire again with a specific demographic, men, <laughs> other men and women that are, you know, typically part of the status quo. They're good women, long relationships, all that jazz, like I said before. But the comments in particular that we are going to talk about is this older man. He is definitely my elder. When I say older, he's probably like 40 years old. He commented this. Okay, so this man, he posted this and I quote, as a man here reading all what you posted, I will tell you that men marry who they want women marry who they can you best fix that attitude real quick and humble your educated self if your relationship not balanced with the gives and takes in this life you might end up with the cats this is what this man said to me okay in response to a simple post only thing questioning why is it a woman's responsibility to keep a man so i was intrigued and i replied and i said Yes, women who still believe they need a man might marry who they can. But please note that I am on a different level of consciousness in my womanhood and I will be marrying exactly who I want to. In fact, I may choose cats over a man because my value is not associated with having, keeping, pleasing or even wanting a man. This is where the conversation takes a turn for a left. So, so far, I made a post saying, why is, it, why is it a woman's responsibility to keep a man? Obviously, this man disagrees with my message. And so he's challenging it. And he's basically giving me some advice that I need to be humble before I end up with cats. And I replied to him that I'm on a different level of consciousness in being a woman. So if I do end up with cats, trust me, I don't mind. But then he was not finished with me yet. He let me know this. He says, ah, 
I got you because he figured it out. Okay. He says, ah, I got you. And then he inserts, <laughs> he inserts a rainbow emoji. Now, I don't know about you listeners out there, but I do know what I interpreted that as. So he's basically saying, you know, that I must be gay. He got it. He cracked the code. So I must be gay. So this uh, conversation definitely sparked a, lot, a little buzz on Facebook, as it always does. You know, I tend to, and this is the reason, if you guys remember from season one, episode one, this is the reason why I started the podcast in the first place. Because a lot of times when you're having conversations over social media, people will definitely as is evident in the conversation I just read, people will definitely hear things you did not say and they will interpret your message uh, in an opposite way. So me simply asking a question and being very pro-woman, like why is it a woman's responsibility to keep a man, incited this man through his irrational logic to go from if you, I'm going to give you advice. So if you don't change the way you think, you're going to end up with cats. And then I'm like, I don't mind. So he says, then you must be gay. I, I figured it out. So with that said, that's kind of what inspired this podcast. And I'm speaking to women and men. I'm speaking to everybody. Even though the podcast is entitled Why You Should Never Try to Keep a Man, it's really a podcast about why you should never intentionally try to keep a partner. So I'm going to break it down for you guys. Okay, number one, to say this very clearly, the truth of the matter is it's not a secret. The only way to keep a man is a man that wants to be kept period. Like you cannot go into a relationship, a situationship, friendship, any kind of situation with another person with the intent, like I want to keep you so very bad. I am going to cook and clean. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to be the best person so that you will want me. That approach is incorrect. The approach should be, and this is point number two, relationships are a partnership the intention should be that you have two people you make you both make your intentions clear and then you ensure you are on the same page so what does that look like that looks like tom and jill having a conversation with each other and saying this is what i want out of this relationship i want to date i want to get married i want to have kids i expect or i like or i appreciate when a woman you know cooks for me or cleans for me and then the woman can say oh that's fine i can cook i can clean but um what i want out of this relationship is i definitely want some security fidelity um you know fidelity is very important to me and you have that conversation to ensure that you are on the right track number three the question simply is why why is the message always that a woman should try to keep a man and please notice that a lot of times when this message is being sent they're not only saying that they women should try to keep their men, the ways in which women are instructed to keep their man falls under literally two categories, sexual and domestic. 
every single time. And because I am a skeptic, I like to question everything. Do you get what I'm saying? So why is it a woman's responsibility to keep a man? Why isn't the message, hey, let this be a partnership, which is what I was trying to communicate in that post, which that, you know, that man obviously took very opposite to what I said. Um, but, but that, that's, that, that's the overall message. That's the underlying message. We need to stop telling women how they should keep men because we've seen what it creates. It creates a cycle where men kind of run around and women are like, I do everything for you. I sacrifice everything for you. But as a woman, you cannot blame your, you cannot blame somebody else for what you chose to do. You have to have a conversation with your partner and ensure that you are on the same page. And because I am a skeptic, I am questioning why is it that in order to keep a man, it has to be sexual and it has to be with domestic duties. Why? Why can't you keep a man? Why can't you aspire to keep a man with things like in intellect or financial stability? Why can't you bring that to the state to the table as opposed to, oh, yeah, I'm cooking and cleaning for my man because I want to keep him. Maybe I'm going to school and studying law to keep my man, too. And that's the message that I am pushing. I am not pushing an anti-men message, which a lot of men hear. And again, that very specific demographic of women. Notice I did not say that why can't a man, you know, try to keep a woman because that's not the message. The message is it should be a partnership. I'm going to repeat it again because I know, (laughs) in fact, I can guarantee that when I post this podcast, people will still hear what I didn't say. I am not preaching anti-men. In fact, I am preaching pro-woman. Okay, you don't have to be a woman trying to keep a man. And another reason, another reason why you should never try to keep a man or try to keep anybody in a relationship is what it does. It opens you up to be used as if we don't know this happens. So if you are a woman and a man might not particularly like you, but he finds convenience in you. What you have effectively done as a woman is you've opened yourself up to be used by that person because they're not going to be as mean to you or they might, you know, prolong or lead you on for a little longer because they know every Sunday they could drop their clothes off, you wash their clothes, you cook their food. So it becomes a relationship out of convenience. Nobody wants to be in a relationship of convenience. So that's what I'm saying. If you both have the right intentions and you're, you both, you're, uh, that's what I'm saying. If you both have the right intentions and your intentions are to make the best out of a relationship situation, then both parties are trying to do what the other party uh, is, is their love language. Both parties are trying to be compatible for the other instead of the woman trying to keep her man or the man trying to keep you, you know, his woman. It's a relationship about compatibility. And we need to understand that everybody has different love languages. So if your lang- love language is acts of service, then that would include you doing domestic duties or you cooking and cleaning, you know, that falls under that love language. But if that man's love language is act, um, 
But if that man's love language is um, receiving gifts, you cooking and cleaning is not going to be impressive to him at all because you're not communicating your love through his love language. So I think this is a, <laughs> I have to, let me wrap it up right now. Now that we've kind of, you know, gone through all the reasons why it's just impractical for women to try to keep a man or for anybody to try to keep a partner, I think I want to take a brief just I just want to take a, a, a little bit of a of time to kind of communicate <laughs> the the difficulties of you know being a part of a minority group that advocates for women. So I want to say this. My advocacy for women did not start, you know, at the birthplace of this fad where everything is pro-woman and it's in every hashtag and it just seems like the it thing to do. When I was very young, living in Dominica, I got into numerous arguments with my mother, even from a very young, young age, like eight, nine, ten, and go up. I was questioning a lot of the things that I was being fed. My mother used to always tell me I need to be able to cook and clean in order to keep a husband. And even then, at the age of seven, eight, or nine, or ten, even at that young age, I didn't know the word feminism. I didn't know the word sexist. I didn't even know those concepts at that time. But I knew even as a child that that didn't make any sense to me because it seemed really unfair even to me then that I was being taught how to cook and clean in order to keep a husband. But my male cousins were allowed to go outside and roam and run and play and I was not. And even then, that didn't sound like, you know, feasible to me. So this passion of mine for advocating for women, giving women and young girls, you know, a different message than they are used to is not something that came to me overnight. I've been doing this for a very, very long time, especially on Facebook. And a lot of times I get a lot of attacks. Now, as a skeptical mind... And I like to consider myself a skeptic. I like to ask questions. I like to exchange ideas. As a skeptical mind, I appreciate somebody challenging my view. So I appreciate, you know, some of the comments on the post that we were talking about earlier. Some people, you know, had a to add their two cents to it. They had a different perspective. And I go back and forth and we say all different, you know, opinions on the matter. I have no problem with that at all. But what I don't like personally and why I developed this podcast is I hate when the conversation goes from I disagree with your point for whatever reason. I disagree with your point and so I am not going to attack the point or I'm not going to come with statistics, facts, evidence, articles, links. I'm not going to come with any substantial proof beyond my own experience. I am just going to jump straight ahead and attack you as the person and that's the part that like behooves me <laughs> and I really 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 don't appreciate that extra step of attacking the person is what upsets me and in in the in this space in this moment I want to say 
if I advocate for women and you hear anti-men, I am not responsible for your interpretation. But if you hear something and instead of, you know, communicating that you disagree with my point, automatically there must be a flaw with the person and you start attacking me. I definitely will not tolerate that. I can tolerate a healthy exchange of ideas. We can agree to disagree. But I just, for that man specifically, and I don't know who the man is, for that man specifically, I just don't understand how me providing an alternate perspective on a relationship dynamic, me saying basically women don't have to keep men, how all of a sudden that makes me gay. And that irrational jump is not uncommon because I've witnessed it multiple times, <laughs> especially if I, if I had said the word feminist, it would have been a whole different level of attack on my person. They would have made, you know, a whole idea. <laughs> I'm like running out of the words. A whole perception of who I am as a person. And this is just like a message for everybody out there who listen to the inconclusion, who have me on Facebook or whatever platform it is. Please refrain from attacking a person. And if you find yourself attacking a person or you basically saying something has to be wrong with the person, they must be gay, they must be angry, they must be whatever negative connotation in order to have this view. If you find yourself doing that, that means you're not well read on the subject matter and that's not my fault so I'm just gonna wrap it up <laughs> right there and guys I just want to say please go and like the in conclusion on all social media platforms mm -hmm.